Identity crisis. We all grow up with one question in our mind. We don't come to understand that question until we first develop our understanding of life. That question remains until it is answered. Some get it answered sooner than others. Others search their whole life to, di to discover that this question has been in them all this time. It is the question that defines you and gives your life meaning. It is asked from your deepest curiosity within you. As we grow, more questions begin to form as they cascade over that one question, the most important question, that over time we forget it even exists. This is the question that must be answered, but we get too distracted by the pressures of life and eventually we get lazy and complacent. We let others answer this question for us. What is this question? Let's answer that by creating this mental picture. You looking into a window, you see someone on the other side, and you don't recognize the person staring back at you. You ask yourself, who is this person looking back at me? Then comes the scary part. You come to realize this is not a window, it's a mirror. The person looking back at you is yourself, and you don't recognize them. You are in your 20s, and the reality hits you. I don't even know who I am. You have let people make you into something you are not by compromising to a false existence and cooperating with the status quo. You are faced with a thought for the first time with this question that's been in you since the beginning. It's no longer a question, but a nightmare. You have lived so much of your life and you feel like you have been in the passenger seat of your own existence. But whose life have you been living? You wish you could wake up, but this nightmare is your reality. You stare into your own eyes for the first time and say, who am I? This reality you're reading about is more than likely your story, and sadly to say, many others as well. You tried to find your identity in your parents and what they expected you to be. You don't fit into their mold, so the identity crisis begins to form. You are an unnatural fit in the small, precise, obligated decision they made for you, telling you who you had to be, which only makes you wonder all the more, where do I belong? Where is my place? So you find a group of people you call friends, but they are asking themselves this same question. You don't realize it at the time, but you are craving authentication from those who are actually bleeding you dry. They too are looking for authentication themselves. You create an uncomfortable false expectation on all sides. Your desire to understand and be authenticated drives a wedge of discontentment into your friendships, and the vicious cycle continues. You can't find what you're looking for in your friends. You turn to religion hoping to find an answer there, but again, you find unrealistic expectations placed on you forcing you to conform into what they want to create you into. You run from that place, feeling yet again pressed into a mold you don't fit in. You search with no avail the answer to this formula called purpose. You turn to a career, get all you can get, you still feel empty. You fall into the trap yet again, not realizing it, the same cycle repeated, drawing you to another new experience, let's call it love. You come up with the idea, maybe I don't fit because I'm incomplete. You find another incomplete person and you obligate one another to fit into a preconceived idea of what you define as your other half. But you can't take two half people and make them into a whole. Instead, all you get is a whole lot of insecurities that were created from that question still lurking in your subconscious. Who am I? Who you are can only be found in answering yet a deeper question. Whose are you? No, I'm not talking about your mom and your dad. You are but a lump of clay that was formed in your mother's womb. Your original design cannot be discovered through the opinion of people. You must refer back to the potter who designed both the clay and the mold it was meant to fit into. 
For I know the plans I have for you, says the potter, plans not to harm you, but to give you a future and a hope. We spend our life looking for the answer. Our identity and who we are cannot be found in another person, for they too are just a lump of clay. Our lives are never fulfilled, and we are constantly guessing what our purpose may be. It's an unquenchable thirst to figure out our place. You will search your life and never find it if you don't return to the hand of the one who crafted you. Who is this potter? Most people don't realize how much work and love he put into you when he crafted you in your mother's womb. He designed you for a specific purpose. It cannot be something we leave up to chance. We must return to him who created us and loves us. He wants to reveal who he created and molded you to be, and it's as simple as asking him. People overcomplicate it and call it religion or philosophy. It is so much more simpler than that. He never wanted religion or works. All he longs for is that what he created love him and desire a relationship with him. Picture it like this. You are a parent. You have brought a new child into the world. How would you feel if that child ignored you and wanted nothing to do with you? Maybe that child tries to say you are not his real parent. Someone else is. This is a picture like evolution and unbelief in the one who brought you into this world. As a parent, you would be heartbroken at the thought your child does not see you as his family, as his loving parent. This is how our wonderful Heavenly Father feels when we choose to believe he is not our creator. Your purpose is determined by your gift. A gift is something given to one by another. This is more proof we did not just come into this world by happenstance or just evolve. He did not just create us for no reason. If this was the case, he would have made us mechanical, programmed to do what was in our internal makeup. But he wants love from that which are his children. Love is never forced. In order for love to be real, it must be a choice. The greatest gift he has given us is free will, so we have that choice. Authenticity is his heart in doing this. He wants real relationship with what he created. The second greatest gift he gave was to send Jesus to die for us so we would see the depth of his love for us and to give us a perfect example of what love truly is. In exchange for having relationship with our creator, we can find out our identity and purpose in which we were made, not evolved. But fear keeps you from wanting to believe you were created. You would rather believe you just happened. This idea comes from a place of not knowing if you were, if you will be accepted. And because it's easier to accept the thought, I'm just here to live and die with no purpose, it takes the responsibility of finding out and asking the difficult questions off your shoulders. We may think at the time this is okay, but you have not thought about how you will feel when you are on your deathbed asking yourself the question, did my life have meaning? Or to put it differently, did my being here make a difference and help change the world? Believing in something takes not just faith, but courage. And because we are so afraid of what if we're wrong, we just take the easy road of believing we evolved versus we were made, and we were made for a great purpose. You have been rejected your whole life by others and by your own opinions of yourself, so you have a preconceived idea in your mind that says you will continue to be unaccepted. This could not be further from the truth. He wants to answer this question for you. He not only accepts you, but loves you dearly. You are so discontent with your life. Be honest. You know something is missing that you have searched for deep down your whole life. The good news is discontentment is the birthplace of transformation. 
You can never change what you continue to allow. You must be so discontent with where you are in order to get momentum to discover your rightful place and purpose. Until you get sick of living the same way day after day and doing the same thing, expecting a different result, you will never transform, for this is the definition of insanity. Why do you feel every day like you're going insane? You repeat the same cycle again and again instead of recognizing the reason you are so sick of where you are is because you were never meant to be there in the first place. But this is not a bad thing. Once you are discontent enough where you are, you will make a change. Sometimes we must reach this point in order to see the reality of our greatness and who he created us to be. It's crying out from within us to be connected to our creator. Don't continue trying to figure out the impossible question, who am I? Return to the one, the only one, who has the answer. He shaped you first, inside then out. He formed you in your mother's womb. He knows you inside and out. He knows every bone in your body. He knows exactly how you were made, bit by bit, how he sculpted you from nothing into something. Like the author of a new book, he watched you grow from conception to birth. All the stages of your life were spread out before him. The days of your life were all prepared before you had even lived one single day. You cannot fulfill your purpose disconnected from where you were created, which is in his hands.